Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify wh- your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Bradford Show. Hope everyone's healthy, okay, hunkering down. Um, so, real quick, before we get to the to the uh, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, want to let everyone know as we go through the times of uh, trials and tribulations, uh, we at the Bradford Show wanted to help you through. So, what we're doing for a few episodes anyway is doing a series called the Quarantined with the Kellys, and of course, the Kellys are the family of Joe Kelly. Bradford Show Hall of Famer Joe Kelly, one of three members of the Bradford Show Hall of Fame. We take you to Arizona where they're hunkering down. Ashley, his wife, is actually due with twins any day now. So we figure, why, you know, this is probably the best time to do it leading into the expansion of the Kelly family. And then maybe after the, the twins come into this world, we have Joe, we have Ashley, we have Knox, the son, and we have the twins. And we continue with quarantine with the Kellys. But it's he's always entertaining. The family's always entertaining. And because, like you said, we only want the best for our listeners at the Bradford Show. We figured this was the best, a good time to do this. And, uh, and believe me, after taping a couple episodes, I think we were right. So here you go. Episode one, quarantine with the Kellys. Joe Kelly in quarantine. Is this the first interview you've, interview you've done in quarantine, Joe? This is the first interview I've done all year, I think. Oh, really? In general. In general. Oh, my goodness. No, no, it's not. I mean, it, it's, it's close, though. I mean, it's less than five interviews I've done this whole entire year. Is that true? Is that true? That's dead true. 100%. Do they know? Do they realize that you're in the Hall of Fame? I don't think they realize. I, I honestly don't think that the media in LA care, dude. It's so laid back. Like, I literally in spring training, if I'm telling, I, I mean, I'm telling the truth. I got three people come up to my locker, maybe. No. Maybe. I swear to God. Really? Two on the same day and then one on another day out of the whole spring training before I got set down. How, how crazy is that? And did they ask about you or did they ask about like Price and Mookie? <laughs> That's about Price and Mookie, so it was gold. <laughs> That's a freaking pass. That's a little. That's a wide open touchdown pass right there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's cakewalk. First of all, before I forget, so Mookie stood up in the middle of the clubhouse and gave a Rudy speech on a stool. On a stool, yeah, yeah, yeah like like, Ru- like person, Rudy, you know. So Rudy no, no, not, not because he's short, but because no, like, like Rudy. Um, nothing's like Rudy. No, <laughs> not at all. No, he didn't. Mookie, he did, did, Mookie did get in front of the clubhouse, not on a stool. But right. it was definitely. No, not I know Rudy. it wasn't on a stool. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't that. It wasn't Rudy. No, it wasn't. But it was for no. Mookie, that was a big thing, right? Uh, for Mookie, it was a big thing. Me and DP were looking at each other the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. No, I mean, it, it was meant to go the right way, honestly. You know, he, he's not very. I don't know how to put it. I mean, he's he speaks well, but then when he has to like plan something and like, I guess speak in front of people that he, I guess he wasn't too comfortable with. I think he was getting ahead of himself. Like he, the the meaning, the meaning and like the meaning behind of what he was saying was very, I think, 
spot on, but I think the way that he was saying it, it was kind of, it was kind of tough. You know, if you could, he could say it a little bit nicer, some words, like it was a, it's very well accepted. If he could have said it a little bit nicer or articulated a little bit better, I think it would have came off stronger, but everyone's like, Ugh, it's kind of, kind of, kind of once in a while, like uh, cringy, but then we all knew that his meaning behind it was, I don't really understand what you're talking about being cringy. It was cringy, like just the way, like so. Say you want someone to, I don't know. There's some there's some curse words in it's short sentences. Like say you want to get something out of somebody. So, so someone who works for you, you want to get the most out of their potential. You're not gonna be like, hey man, you fucking sucking right now. You know what I mean? Like you want to be like, well, we all know that. So how are we gonna attack this? To, you know, some people need to be, you know, their hand their hand held the whole time. Some people need need the f you. Some people need the you know what, you are so good, just believe in yourself, kind of, kind of same it. And Mookie went the direct path, direct route in front of, you know, 40 people. <laughs> so it was, it was good. I mean. Well, he had never done that when, you know, you in Boston, right? No, I mean, no, 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 no. So, no. I mean, if you're saying it's, cr- I mean, you give a speech. It was, it's not easy to give a speech in front of people. It is not easy to give a speech. People think it is. Um, yeah, even if it's in front of like seven people, and it wasn't like a a speech where like it was going to be long, drawn out. We knew it was going to be short and sweet. But he had a little, he had a little paper with little notes on it. It was cute. And then uh, so whenever he'd be like, he'd start thinking something, he'd be like, oh yeah. And then da 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 da. It was funny. Uh, was I like. To, I would like to see the Joe Kelly speech. Oh man, you don't even want to see that. Have you ever given a speech like? There. Have you ever st- given a speech like that to anybody? Have I ever given a speech like, to anybody? Like, let's go, come on. Um, like a raw, raw. Yeah. No, and Mookie's wasn't really a raw, raw. It was just like what he's seen from the was, first few days there to like how we should be doing stuff type thing. Oh, it wasn't oh, like, it's like let's hey, get we're act. down in the dirt. Yeah, it wasn't let's like let's get hey, our act together. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got the whole fourth quarter. We're down two touchdowns. Let's go. Believe in yourself. It wasn't one of those. Okay. It was like we're the better. We are the most talented players. Like, let's go. Yeah, let's get our, let's get our act together yeah. and right. Yeah, no, I've never I've never given a speech like that. No. Wow. It's about I've time. talked in front of a lot of people though. Like I've talked in front of I don't know, maybe close to yeah, hundred people. Number one, like that. that's pro- you like were on probably a college campus. Yeah, you're probably paid to do that. Number one, right? Correct. Hundred <laughs> percent. But so hey, you, I I talked in front of people. That doesn't take the fact away the from from the point that I. I Spoken in front of a hundred people, maybe, maybe more, maybe. Was was it was it stay off college stay, students? Stay off the drugs. See, stay in school. Dare, dare. That program worked out real well in the nineties. Uh, yeah, don't do drugs, kids. No, it was. Yeah, stay it was in at school. UC Riverside in front of UC students. These aren't your state kids. These is a top fifty public school in the nation. UC Riverside. And what was your message? Um, you got to have a theme. It was all. It was all around. The theme was how to be a winner in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was. It was a Q and A, and then I spoke a little bit too without the Q and A. Okay. There was no theme. Okay. All right. Well, we, it's, no good, it's good we get that out of the way. Um, yeah. So you're in the, you're, uh First of all, everyone should know. Are we allowed to say, or do I have to edit out, this out that you're going to have twins? No, everybody knows. Welcome to the party, brother. All right. I don't know. Yeah. You're not on Twitter anymore, as far as I know. So, uh, yeah, 
Congratulations on having twins, yeah, a boy and a girl. Middle of April. There you go. The so uh, yeah, happy how, opening day, by the way. The what? Yeah, happy opening happy day. Opening day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is better than opening day. This is. I mean, if you can't have opening day, you might as well be doing this. The um, how's Knox doing? Your son. Let's see. Well, he's still sitting on the couch watching Lego Star Wars. Big Star Wars guy right now. He's a huge um, fan of the, the podcast. He is a huge fan of Star Wars. Definitely not the Bradford Show. Um, he's did doing he, great, uh, though, you know. Did he uh, – so what, you, you had Brock Holt staying with you? Yeah, so Brock lived with us until – man, we miss Brock. It's great. So Knox – so Brock lived with us during uh, spring training. He left – even when spring training got shut, shut down, he stayed with us a little bit longer. Probably left like uh, – I don't know, eight, nine days ago, ten days ago, um, and Knox and Brock would just go after it, man. Like they'd always. Knox is kind of aggressive, so Brock would just send like couchy walk up to him and be like whack right in the dick, and like Brock would be like, oh, he get he get mad like, what are you doing? You can't just hit people. But they had like a Brock called him a sour patch kid because he was so sweet to him sometimes, and then, you know, just so sour the other times, and um, it was great, dude. I love I love Brock. He's one of my he's one of my favorite teammates, and you know one of my people that I've, I've ever been around and so he signed with the, with the brewers and uh you know his family wasn't coming out and he was in the hotel and and uh we were talking and he's like man this is so terrible you know i come back to the hotel room sit here for eight hours and then go to sleep and do it all over again I'm like, man, come live with us it'll be you know 45 minute drive to your place in spring in in, in uh where they're at in spring training i was like just stay with us you know you'll love it we got backyard pool you know bedroom for you you know, you'll be around people. You have real conversations. You don't have to just sit there in your hotel room. So he ended up living with us. Um, so every night before, you know, even when he left, now she'd be like, I love you, Dad. I love you, Mom. I love Drake, our dog. And he's like, I miss my brother, Brock. I love Brock, too. And so, like, him and him and Knox became super close um, when when they lived here. And and, and uh, it was it was pretty cool to see. It was good for Brock because, like I said, his family is still in Boston. Um, you know it's tough to be away from 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 your from your son, obviously, and your wife. Um, being on a new team, you don't know anybody. So I was like, "F it, dude, come live with me," and uh, we did it. So Brock was our roommate for for a good amount of time, um, and we enjoyed it. It was fun. And you did the uh, was it Ashley tweeted out or did the Instagram thing of him leaving on your super dude. security, right? Yes, what? how it was amazing. So uh, <laughs> um, he would always come through the front door which is just like a ring doorbell whatever um but ashley he figured out like ashley loves clicking on it so like if it's like amazon guy if it's a if it's a bird if it's a bobcat uh, so this is everything that's been here if it's birds if it's bobcats if it's snakes if it's javelinas the wild boars or rodents whatever you want to call them if it's freaking rabbits if it's brock anything anybody that motions that thing she is quicker than anybody I've ever seen. She's got the fastest finger in the West to swipe up on that ring, ringy fucking notification up there. So, like, she'll see it. It'll vibrate her phone. And she doesn't even check her text messages or return calls. But if it's a, if it's a damn ring notification, she'll pull her phone and whack. And I try to click on it. Like, you know, we have the same account. So if she clicks on it before me, I get blocked out. Like, I can't see it. Especially. So she'll click on it and be like, who's there? Who's there? Who's looking at it? Uh, oh, okay. Oh, it's just wind. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I probably could have guessed that. Oh, it's just it's just Brock. 
So Brock figured out that she loved swiping on it really fast. So Brock one morning, uh, um, he left early, man. He left like two hours before I even woke up. And all the stuff, Ashley goes, you, like, she was like, oh, my God, you have to watch the ring. And I was like, why? So I pulled up the ring, and it's freaking Brock doing a dance. And I was like, oh, my God, that was great. This is, this is, this is good stuff. And I thought it was just a one-and-done type thing. You know, he, he did it. I wouldn't say he did it every single day, but he did it damn near. I mean, he did it a lot of times. And it was, it was great because he was almost running out of dances. I don't think she posted all of them, but he was almost running out of dances. Um, and then, you know, when we had to say goodbye to our brother, which was sad, um, me and Ash jumped in and, 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 and got on the ring. So it was pretty – it was pretty funny. It was, it was good humor, but you know, it was one of those things like <laughs> Brock knew that she was so damn quick with this thing right here. This <laughs> so anytime the notification popped up on on the bar of your iPhone, she'd go, <clears throat> and I'm telling you, I text her, I'll text her, and she won't return my text for freaking five hours. And like, and I know she gets a notification, but if it's the Ring doorbell, she'll swipe it, and it could be. Do you have Ring? I don't know if you have Ring. No, man. No, no. I don't have okay, a security Okay, so on problem, Ring, man. on Ring, there's neighborhood. So neighbors that are close to you, proximity with Ring, yeah, they could post like like a like a a comment section. So like, they could post to like the like a five mile radius. Like, hey, just saw bear. Hey, just saw bobcat. Keep your dogs inside. And it will be video. So like, she'll even swipe on those. Like, oh, look at it's like random like old people like neighborhood watch people who like would post a video of anybody walking late at night like if i was walking late at night with my dog he'd be like oh look at this guy with the with the dark dark brown hair and it's kind of got a little bit you know facial hair he looks very shady keep, keep keep an eye on this guy like they post stuff like that so she'll even click on those clickbait messages of like random neighborhood watch people before she'll return my call like if i got in a car accident so this is what she's doing now she, now that when, while you're in quarantine <laughs> I mean, this this is what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, now no. Why am I? I'm in quarantine. I mean, well, you. I mean, you you have your wife checking the doorbell camera. You know, yeah. you're chasing you're chasing after Knox now that you don't have Brock to babysit him anymore. So <laughs> it was it's more Brock the Baster. Like Knox would just bash him. <laughs> the, Look at uh, Roadrunner. You ever seen Roadrunner? No. Uh, he just hid. Where'd he go? Oh no! There's now there's quail right there. Look, look at the quail. mansion. Yeah, dude, that's all desert. Look at those. You ever seen saguaro cactuses? That cactus right there, no joke, is probably close to 300 years old. Was that a selling point for the house? You see those arms right there? Each arm takes about 70 to 100 years to grow, and there's three, four arms in that bad boy. Yeah, and that's where Knox hits his T-work. We got soccer nets set up, bro. This is a makeshift diving board. He jumps off this. Yeah, it's not safe, but who cares, people? We don't play it safe here. <laughs> that's a little – it's a little – spot Knox calls it a spot with a t not a not a not a spa you know and i was up there yesterday i got tar and i tarred my roof because there was a leak so i tarred my roof because i could do pretty much anything that has to do with the house and then i jumped all the way from up there with this big gap you right did here, not gave, you did not yeah i almost gave ashley a heart attack Don't so what i that. did this is key this is this is key because she's she's 33 weeks pregnant this is key so what I did after I tarred, because it was about 85 degrees, I got up there, I dropped my shoes down on the ground. I didn't say heads up because if I would say, hey, grab my shoes, she would have knew what I was doing. So I dropped my shoes down from there, bam. And she was like, 
what the heck? And Knox goes, why is dad's shoes off? She goes, I don't know. Maybe his feet got hot. So then when she looked up less than half a second, I went, I jumped. Because she would have freaked out if she knew I was jumping. Don't jump from there. I'm telling you. Because. I'm a very explosive athlete. (laughs) That's about, I mean, look at that gap. The gap is, that gap's probably like 20 feet, but then the height. Yeah, but how deep that, is the how deep is the pool? That's a nine foot. That's nine feet because there used to be a diving board here. So when we bought the house, there was a diving board. Then when we moved in, they took it out because they were scared. They didn't want to get sued over homeowners insurance for the first year. They see here was a diving board. By right the way, there. by the way, on, so on your deep, on your on your tombstone, in you know, fifty years from now when you pass away, please put that. I, I'm a very Bro, I'm, I'm gonna a, pass away at eighty one. Okay, I'm a I'm a I'm a very explosive athlete, Dash Joe Kelly. Please do that for me, all right? Put it on the tombstone. Uh, I mean, how am I going to put it on the tombstone? I'm dead. So you have to tell somebody else to put it on my tombstone. Well, that's usually how it works. Yes, I get that. So uh, what? What? Can you hear me? I'm just looking at Knox. Yeah, no, I was looking inside my house, bro. So so this is what you've been doing in quarantine. So I have to – sit in front of a computer all day long yeah. while you get to jump off roofs into pools and, and do things I gotta like work that? Yeah, throw just in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, who do you throw with? Um, so there's, I mean, there's guys that still live here. Um, a neighbor across the street, um, I'm about to start playing catch with her. Tufts? Is there a softball team at Tufts? Question yeah. Mark, is there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, she goes to Tufts and she lives right across the street, so I'm going to start playing catch with her. What's her name? I have no clue. I've never met her. She met my wife, and she's like, well, I'll put catch with them. And I'm like, good luck. So right. we're going to find out. Take a video of it so we can post it. Okay. Other the, than uh, that, you know, there's, there's people that I can play catch with around here. The, uh, so one of the things that, you know, people are doing all these random, you know, lists and everything. And I thought this one wouldn't be interesting for you, which was give me five jobs that you've had. What does that even mean? Like work jobs? You say five jobs? Five jobs. Like, yes. Yes, like, like work jobs. Where I have worked? Yeah, like like I've like I only had one job in my life. Like in high school. You had a job. Uh, yeah, I was uh I was um what's it called? I can't think of the dang word. This is bad, bro. I'm drawing a huge blank. McDonald's. And I play baseball. No, the mother effort the umpires. Damn, I was an umpire. That was okay. You were an umpire, and I got a. Th- I threw out one coach, tossed his ass, bro. I was like, yeah, I was like ninth ninth grade, and I had grown men yelling at me, and I couldn't take it anymore. I said, "You're out of here." It was it was <laughs> tough to do. Not gonna lie, as a kid, telling a grown ass man to, to to leave to beat it, it's pretty tough. Well, okay, so that's one job. So you've only had two. I've jobs only had here. one. You've had, you were an umpire and a professional baseball player. That's it. And I've given lessons when I was in college. Once in a while, pitching lessons. You didn't have any other job in high school. You were just an umpire. <laughs> no, bro. I skated. Did drugs. Don't we're freaking. We're, we're telling the kids to stay off drugs. the drugs. Yeah, dare. Edit that out. No, bro. I was a skater. I didn't, I didn't work. I mean, you had, you, how do you get money? Do your parents just give it to you? No, I didn't have money. We didn't, we didn't have money. 
that was it. So you just skated. That's it. it did. I mean, it my, son, my, my son is dishwashing right now. And it's Bro, like it, the, the, the Northeast is a lot different than Southern California. I mean, kids still work. Yeah. But I couldn't, I didn't have a job. My parents were divorced. My dad had a couple jobs. My mom had like three jobs. Like, what am I going to do to get a job? Like, we had four kids. I'm not saying you get to support the family. I'm talking about just getting I played money. too much baseball, too. Travel ball. Like, I wasn't going to buy anything. I didn't want anything. I literally never buy anything. One skateboard, and if it broke, I wanted a skateboard. That was it. That's it. How, how good it could you, work. Could you skateboard right now? 100%. I, they shut down a skate park out here that Knox would go to every Tuesday. They had trampolines, skate park, um, foam pits, and he's an animal there. So when we got shut down, I, I, Ash would take them every Tuesday, and then I got a chance to go with them. Um, and every time I go, I'm itching. I'm like, man, I just want to get on one of those boards and skate. I could still skate and be very respectable. You know, I'd probably say at the skate park, I could go get on a board and probably better than 80% of the kids there. Really? Yeah, 100%. Have you ever met Tony Hawk? Never. Okay, cool. Goals. Um, Goals. Yeah. So the uh, so just be careful because I don't I don't know what's in your. I'm not going to get on a skateboard, bro. Well, you're not jumping now. off roofs into pools. I mean, There's say- nothing in that in a contract. You can't jump in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you watch Netflix. Yeah, I watch Netflix. We watch. Have you if seen Tiger a, King? A, yeah. If there's listen to this, if there's a membership or a deal or a discount, anything, that's the same thing. Any kind of sign up card, grocery store, phone number, gas saving, we're a member. Okay. Costco. My wife signs up for the most random things ever. And, but not gonna lie, it's huge. It comes in clutch. Like, I'll be at a gas station in freaking middle of nowhere in Texas. We got a membership. I'll type in a phone number. I mean, a gas station in Washington, Seattle. We got a we got a membership there. It's got membership everywhere. But what? But to get back to Tiger King, that was epic, huh? That was good stuff. So, What's up, buddy? so I tweeted out. I said, "Hold on, knock, knock." What's up, Knox? What you say, buddy? I can't hear. You. So what were you saying? All right, let's oh, talk Tiger, Tiger King? King. Because because uh, what I I said said appearing on the Bradfoe show is the original Joe Exotic. So congratulations. Dang, man, that's an honor. Now I'll have to just go to prison. Appreciate that. I probably got a warrant out somewhere. So what was, what was your red hot take on Tiger King? Red hot take on Tiger King. I love the documentary, but I hate the fact that the directors of the documentary lied to every single person that they interviewed. Ooh, really? Why? I hate it. I'm not choosing sides, but if you go back and listen to a, a, the real story, I mean, that is the real stories, but if you go back, they got duped, you know. I think that it was wrong for duping them to get them to do interviews. How did they dupe them? Well, let's just take, for example, I don't like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I don't like, but... My least favorite character is everyone's least favorite character, you know, Carol Baskin. And I don't like the fact that Netflix producers, the directors, 
told her that they were filming and doing this, you know, a documentary. And what they pitched to her was it was going to be a documentary exactly like Blackfish, but with tigers. That's Not a documentary. Yeah, that's what they told her verbatim. You could Google it. So I don't like the fact that directors were shady like that and telling people like Doc Anna, like they, were, they weren't telling them about, you know, they didn't, she didn't understand it was a battle between her and Joe Exotic. They, she was like, well, why do you keep asking me questions about Joe Exotic? She was thinking when this is a documentary about like me and Blackfish, like, yeah. And it makes sense if you go back and watch them. It's like, she talks about Joe Exotic, like that was just a, you know, a page in her chapter. Not like this is a whole documentary about it. Well, you just spoiled it for me. Thanks. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I did see it. Oh, but, okay. I, but I didn't know that he, they were duped. Yeah, she had no idea. It was a documentary about what, it, I mean, after they watched it, like nobody did. Um, she didn't know to the extent of what the documentary was about. She just thought it was about saving tigers, and that's it. Who was your favorite and least favorite character? Uh, my least favorite was Jeff Lowe. Um, you didn't like the tigers in the suitcases? No, and I'm not going to write anyone out, but I, I know a person who has done that. <laughs> Dead honest, put it on my grave. I know a, a friend that I played baseball with, his brother, um, that has had baby cubs in, in Vegas suites. Did he get it from Joe Exotic? I, I guarantee you. And what's even more trippy, when I played, when I was in uh, – Jupiter with the Cardinals. I went to um, the McCarthy Animal Sanctuary with Ash and uh, with Ashley. We went to that that one. Which Mike one? McCarthy. McCarthy. He was only in the in the in the documentary for about All right. you know ten minutes, like here and there, tidbits. Drake, what's up, dude? He's got back from a walk. Is that named after the singer? A hundred percent. Yeah. So Jeff Lowe probably is a little bit worse to me than. Carol Baskin, those are my two least. And maybe even Carol Baskin's husband is third, the one now that's with her. Right. Not the one that she killed um, or allegedly killed. Yeah, and he kind of reminds me of that actor from – you ever seen the movie Babe with the pigs? Yes. yes. What's his name? Arthur something? Yeah, that actor. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, He kind of reminds me of him. And he kind of reminds me of that one famous picture of the uh, – Farmer with the pitchfork and his stoic wife. Yes. One famous painting. Kind yes. of that too. Norman Rock. I don't know. That's yeah. Pro- yeah, that, that's probably already been said on the internet, but I don't have the internet. Um, but yeah, so those three. And my favorite. Oof. My favorite character. It's pro- is the is the because everyone says who is there a likable character and I said well the woman with no arm, with missing an arm they got an arm eaten off. Like she yeah, was the campaign the most manager's got to be a likable, likable Oh, yeah, he too. was likable. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The, the guy that worked at Walmart, he was pretty originally. Yeah, um, the campaign manager that worked at Walmart, yes. Yeah. My favorite character, too. That's tough. I kind of like uh, – not going to lie, I kind of like Doc Antle a lot. Not the fact that he's so crazy, but it's the fact that he's actually smart. And I think that the way he speaks and stuff, like, that's why he's not an easy target to go after. That's the fact I like about him. He, he's, he's smarter than you think, and he's tough. He's, he's, he's deep down tough inside, even though he's kind of a, a whack job. Yeah. He's I mean, strange. they're all whack jobs, but. 
Yeah, he, he's but that's what they said. He's a smarter version of Joe Exotic. He was out well, smarting that's what the documentary Joe said. Oh, okay. That's what the documentary said. Yeah, I'm know. glad you could repeat lines. All right. All right. Let's talk baseball. Who's your favorite characters? Oh. Um, I told you, the, the woman with one arm. That's your favorite? Well, she was the nicest. My oh, favorite character is... Um, favorite character. It's definitely not Joe Exotic. The guy with no legs. He's actually a good singer, huh? Joe Exotic. Not gonna lie. Yeah. What what was his line? He said, "Now you know. Once once I get, uh, I, I felt the next step was was magic." Yeah, I love the uh, "I Saw Tiger" song. No joke. Last night in bed, I was singing the "I Saw Tiger" to my wife's belly. Both babies in there, multiple times. You have names. It's, it's for great. You? It's catchy. You 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 have names for your babies. Yeah, so the boy's going to be Crew, middle name Jackson, so Crew, and then the, the girl's name Blake, and uh, her middle name Tyler, Blake Tyler. That's good names. You, isn't Mitch Moreland's son named Crew? Yeah. Yes. Yes, there you it go. is. There you go. Let's talk baseball. Can we talk baseball? There's not much baseball going on. I know. Well, it's opening day, so we got to talk baseball. It is opening day. Congratulations. Were you, were you, did you ever, did, were you ready to go? Did you, were you having a good ready? spring? Were you having a good spring training? I didn't walk a single batter, so that's pretty good. Look at you! I was throwing the ball well. I was, the, I mean, that was the first spring training where I feel like I've thrown it that well, and everyone says that. But you know, every single outing, I was throwing ninety nine. Um, curveball was already at ninety one, you know, and I've never been able to even probably hit like ninety five in spring training. So I was, I was feeling good, definitely. Um, in a and obviously it sucks for everyone because baseball is not being played. Uh, but like I said, I didn't walk a single batter. So that was a, that was a positive. Did you, uh, how, how much, how many adjustments since you left the Red Sox did you make? How many oh, adjustments? Man. You heard that? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I do it like 200 times a day. I would probably say I made a, a handful of adjustments, not, not, not many. Yeah, because um, I just remember you saying when they met with you, you sort of like if you we, we if we do this we do that we tweak here yeah. we tweak there. Yeah, it was it's definitely been the little tweaks of the adjustments, um, and then this year, which was probably my my biggest adjustment, and I've always felt it. I just didn't know how to put it into layman's terms or words. I didn't know what was going on until um, we actually got you know good video of it, uh, but. It was a, an adjustment I made with my fastball um, to be able to get uh, more spin on it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, essentially, my whole career, which, you know, didn't make sense. Um, you know, we, we hired a guy named uh, Connor McGinnis, who was already in the organization um, as assistant pitching coach. And then we hired a guy from driveline named Rob Hill. Um, so, I went up to driveline for a day and basically – put, you know, 400, what are the, whatever the spin rate number is on my fastball. And they were trying to figure out why it didn't make sense. You know, I, I spin my curveball, you know, I guess the highest in the league, and it didn't correlate with my fastball. It was spinning not at all. Um, and then we slowed down video and then saw video and got on, like, the motion capture cameras. Um, and I felt it. And I always tell people, you know, like pitching coaches, like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm slicing my fastball. Like, if you play golf, you know what that means. 
Um, you know, I feel like I'm just coming inside of the ball too much. Um, and, you know, I, I, I didn't know how to fix it. Like, so that's when I just throw two seamers. Um, and essentially, so when I was throwing the ball, like here's a club face, uh, you, want, you want both fingers releasing the ball at the same time. And what I was doing is releasing this finger. So I was, for my whole career, I've been throwing one finger fastballs my whole entire career. And that's why my spin rate is not very good for how hard I throw. Um, so what we figured out was, you know, get my fingers closer together, cut the ball in half more cutterish, but throw my four seam like that. Um, and now I'm getting both fingers to release at the same time. And, you know, I went from 21, my average fastball, my whole career has been around 2,100. And with my fastballs in spring, I'd say 60%, six out of 10 fastballs I throw in spring, I can get anywhere from, 2400 to 2500. Uh, when was that? Or spin, whatever. When did you do that? Spring in the I did it in the off season. Um, I went up there. I went up there a week before camp opened up. Um, flew in that night. Flew out the next day. Um, got all that information and then started working on it when we got back down to Arizona. Um, to just essentially to get my fastball to release with both fingers on the ball at the same time instead of throwing a fastball with my index finger or sorry my middle mm -hmm. finger only so my finger was slipping off and then I throw one one finger so that's what I felt like the slice I felt that like I'd, I'd only throw one good fastball like every two out of ten and now I'm getting two fingers on the ball I'd say you know at least 60 percent of the time sometimes even better could so could you see the hitters reaction to it oh yeah I started ripping stuff down the middle um and it wasn't getting put in play so that was the, the reaction I was getting and then catchers uh you know, we're saying, you know, it's coming out a lot better, you know, same velocity. It's not like I'm, I'm throwing it harder, but it's just spinning a lot better, more efficient. Um, and that's was, was, was really big uh, for me working on the spring training. And then obviously baseball got shut down. So I haven't really been able to, to, to practice it, uh, but it's cool. So the assistant pitching coach, I said his name is Connor McGinnis. Mm -hmm. um, he actually invented this ball for, just help with throwing and it's essentially a hockey puck right um it's a ball cut in half with 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 seams he just he just gave it to me a couple of days ago he brought it to my house um and it's called the uh clean fuego and because you, you, you can't call it fireball because there's a patent against that whiskey and they were going to sue him so he called it clean fuego um essentially like i said it's a hockey puck baseball so it's a baseball, and it's just the middle of the baseball. It's the core. So when you throw a baseball, I mean, that's where you want to throw the baseball from, the middle of the baseball. And I was throwing it from the side and one finger coming off. So it's a hockey puck. And so for me, throw it, you want to get the hockey puck to spin like this and not wobble or turn. So, you know, now it's a, a, a device where I could practice with this hockey puck. So when I throw it, I have, to, I have to have two fingers on it to make it spin true. So the idea behind it is throw a bunch of reps like that, and then when I get a baseball, it should feel like the, my – hand is in that hockey puck position still with a sphere with the ball um and then that will get the two fingers to release at the same time and then spin through it you just throw it to so a it's wall pretty cool i i i i'm either gonna throw it to a wall or i'm gonna throw it to a neighbor i'm gonna, i just bought a i just bought a net uh for our backyard um so i'm gonna throw it in the net and it's a it's a little cage net so i could hit golf balls in it too so it's a multi-purpose look at you the, yeah. the, the kelly mansion it's not a mansion it's the smallest house in the neighborhood. Well, whatever. Go to Pedroia's house. No, I don't want a mansion. Too much house is just too much work. Okay. All right. Oh.
in house. I'm very OCD with cleaning. Um, were you surprised uh, the Mookie and Price deal? Were you surprised? Tell me how you how tell me how you heard out about, heard about it. Since you're not on the internet, uh, I heard about it through them. I mean, I was I was keeping in contact with them when the original rumor started. I mean, they went all the way back to last year. Um, and then when it started getting more serious, uh, you know, I'd FaceTime and call and like, man, I hope this happens. Da, da, da. And then when it happened, um, you know, I was able to hear it from them and then it came out. Uh, so that's, that's how I found out. Um, and, you know, I was shocked, first of all, that it actually really went down. And then I was super pumped that not only was it Mookie, because people thought it would just be Mookie, that, you know, it was DP too. So, you know, it was one of my closest teammates and friends on the Red Sox. Um, and then it was one of my closest teammates and friends as a position player on the Red Sox. So it was, it was, it was really exciting. Um, you know, it was one of those things that it was just kind of like fantasy land where, you know, names were being thrown around. And then when it got more serious, I'm like, man, I hope this goes through. Cause you know, I was already planning on them being on the team. And then if it, if it didn't go through, you know, is it going to be a letdown? Um, so it, it happened. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. It was one of the, the coolest things that I've seen and one of the craziest trades I've seen. Um, yeah. Like I said, it was, it's, it's it was, good. And it's good spots for them. Right. I mean, it's, Oh, it's great. I think, yeah. I think for, for probably for both of them to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it was great. You know, DP's healthy, like before mm-hmm. baseball got shut down the last game DP pitched, I pitched in too. Um, it was our, one of our, it was our last outings, I think. And I mean, DP was, healthy thank you lane if he was healthy he was throwing the ball good i mean he punched out seven dudes or eight dudes in freaking three innings three innings of work it was it was it was nasty he wasn't missing spots um and it sucks because that's you know the best he's felt coming in spring training in a long time too and you know dot in and then you know baseball gets shut down and then for mookie you know it's an exciting time um you know he's never been to the west coast never played in national league you know all he's known as boston um and it's a different it's a different boston's you know obviously different but uh, for mookie you know he came over and he's like all right well realistically you know we're one of a couple teams that should have a chance to win the world series um so he was excited you know new players new teammates uh, getting everybody to work hard and so everyone was geared up ready to go and then obviously you can't plan for anything like this and it's very very scary time obviously but um you know without sports you know any kind of sport is pretty crazy but yeah I mean both guys were very excited to be you know in a Dodger uniform you know obviously sad because Boston you know is a big part of their careers um but you know once they got traded over you know it took them a couple days but then they were like all go they're like man this is great let's 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 go for it obviously um, and like you said, nobody comes up and talks to him. So yeah, great. they they didn't they didn't. I mean, I, DP got interviewed. I mean, he's new on the team, and no joke. From when he got to Arizona to when we left, I probably saw DP get interviewed mm-hmm. under twelve times. Yeah, well, that's what he said. And yeah, I mean, it was so easy for him. He got interviewed, and I'd probably say maybe even less, maybe less than eight times. I'd have to ask him. He's still out here in Arizona. I should hit him up and tell him to come over. Did uh, so? Does Boston seem like forever ago now that, like, because because everything's so different? 
Everything is so different, and it was, and it hasn't been that long ago, but it does seem like forever ago, which is which is weird, um, because it's just two different life changes. You know, Boston seems like forever because because when I, regular season hits, it's it's very normal for me. You know, I lived at home; it's where I grew up. Um, I get to see all my my siblings, my parents, my wife's parents, her siblings. So very felt like a, a, it felt more like a nine to five than actually being a major league baseball player, which was cool. You know. Um, didn't have to worry about moving stuff. Didn't have to worry about packing stuff. Um, so I think even though it was, I mean, at the time it was a, a one full one season. Now it's a little bit longer, even though we're not playing. Um, it still felt like it's been, you know, five years, which is crazy. Um, just because it is almost normal for me. It's more normal for me since I'm a hometown kid, I'd say. Yeah. And get to stay at my house, get to see my restaurants I like, get to drive my routes. Um, just simple stuff like that. Well, it's it's not the the clubhouse isn't the same. No. So, yeah. There you go. You've, I, you've, I heard that. Yeah, you've you've <laughs> taken out a couple key elements. Not listen, not bad guys. It's just not nearly as is um vivacious. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's uh. So what do you do now? Like, what do you do? Like, you you throwing your hockey pucks and your you're jumping yeah, off roofs and, and I, mean, yeah. I mean it's you're not going to start baseball for another two months yeah that. Um, a lot of hikes a lot of outdoor walking a lot of family time uh you know coming up with new games oh well uh, you got you got the birth i mean i shouldn't even ask what you're gonna do yeah you, you have the birth yeah i got out. three 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 weeks and twins are gonna hit so it's i'm i'm very busy it's kind of a blessing in disguise you know i wasn't able to see um the the infant stages with my son Knox, you know, birth happened. I was at the hospital three days then spring training. And then I didn't see Knox for, and my wife for 50 days. So she had had to go through, you know, the infant stage, which is hard for, for anybody as a new parent. Um, and a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of work. Um, so I wasn't able to be a part of that. And then now I'm going to be able to be a part of that too. So it's going to be, uh, going to be definitely eye opening. Um, and it's great time, obviously, but no baseball, um, to have little to no sleep you know it's it's not like i have to go function and you know try to strike out the hard part of the order you know in the eighth inning um that day so it's kind of a blessing in disguise like i said um you know it's not the way that anyone planned it up but for us as a family um you know for everyone as a family in in, in this country i think it's great that everyone's getting to spend more time with the family even though it's not the way they planned it and you know i think uh i think it's going to be good for a country, you know, like I said, with family, being able to spend more time, learn about each other. Um, you know, there's siblings that don't talk, you know, there's siblings that are talking nowadays, you know, you know, people come home from school, they play video games, go to the internet, do whatever they want. Um, but now there's so much time at home where you have to see your family, you know, it's better, it's more time for people to catch up with friends, FaceTime, and you know, a lot of that's going on. Um, so I think that's the positives out of this whole situation where I think people are just going to be, probably better human beings in the long run from something like this, even though it's very unfortunate and people are dying, um, which is obviously, you know, very, very scary. And it, and if you have a family member that someone's lost one, it's very sad. Um, but I think that, you know, all the negatives, I think there's, it's good to have the outcome that we'll have is, is, is going to be positive. Like I said, people are going to be more intimate with their families, more intimate with, with strangers. Um, people are just going to be better human beings all along. Um, and I haven't looked up numbers or anything, but I assume that, you know, there's less, 
violence on the street. There's less gang shootings. I mean, there's, le- there's less of everything. Um, even though, you know, people are losing jobs, which is terrible. Um, but like I said, I think if you could take positive out of it, positives out of it, um, I think it's been great for human beings in general just to be more sympathetic, show more empathy, show more love, um, not only for the people around them, but for people outside their circle too. How about, have you done that? Like, have you changed in the last two weeks? Um, I mean, it's obviously been longer than two weeks, but but yeah, I know that we're we're away from our family in California. Um, but, but it's great to, um, you know, like I said, there's, there's more catching up, there's more texts, there's more talks. Um, you know, there's, there's more family time. And, and I think, like I said, like, yeah, I think everyone has changed, um, in two weeks and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, there's going to be just from any, just from all this, you know, you know, schools are going to be different. Learning is going to be different. You know, there's going to be studies with psychologists, you know, studies out there. I was a psych major. So there's going to be studies, you know, what were the benefits from this? You know, are people more, show more empathy? Do people understand, you know, human beings better um, now? Like, our parents, our fathers better, better with their sons. Are they raising their kids better? They have more time. So I think it's going to be, like I said, I think that's going to be the positive out of it. Um, and it. And it's enjoyable. You know, kids that don't see their parents who, have nine to five jobs and, you know, they don't see the parents, you know, half of their lives growing up for at this time, at this moment, you know, it's detrimental for kids that have obviously both parents, but I think it's even more detrimental for kids that have their fathers in their lives um, at a very early stage uh, to have some kind of, you know, structure. And I think now it, it there's going to be more time with, you know, parents with their kids, fathers and, and moms with their kids. And I think it's going to benefit, you know, this age group growing up right now, um, I think it's going to benefit them in the long run. Um, you know, obviously how to learn from times like this. Uh, but when you see, when there's kids that see, you know, the parents showing affection to each other, um, you know, little boys, little girls going to grow up wanting relationships like that. Uh, so I think that when you could show that kind of stuff and you could learn with your kids, you could teach them what's important, what's not important. Um, you can't do that when you're away from the house and, for professional athletes in general, now that everyone's home, um, I think it's going to be big for, for, for families and kids. I agree. That's, that's remarkably well-spoken, well-articulated. Congratulations. Excellent job. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. What, uh, so as we always do, what questions do you have for me? Um, you've, you've, had a, you've had a lot of time to, to think of this. Yeah. Like I know that you've been you. staring at a wall saying, what would I ask Brad Foe if I was on the podcast? How's your how's your family? I mean, you got you have you have kids and yeah, I wife, agree. I agree with. Does your I agree. wife love you still? Uh, no, I mean that's I mean that's, that's <laughs> just she's sitting over there. So she's doing her thing. So the um, she's like, get out of the house. No, man, I go for drives. Um, no, I agree with a lot of what you said. Like, I have a I have a son who's a senior in high school, and yeah. I I just finished coaching high school basketball. I coached his team. And, um, and a big part of that was being able to be around him. And now I'm able to be around him a lot more before he goes to college next year. And yeah. my other two, one's in college, he's in North Carolina and the other one's uh, working. So, but it's, she's around too. So I, I, yeah, everyone, fortunately everyone's good. I mean, it's not at this point, we just, there's not a lot of room for interpretation when it comes to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. This isn't like, hey, maybe I should go, you know, slam dancing, you know, somewhere. 
it's a good yeah. idea to to jump up and down in a pool of 50 people no it's, it's, there's yeah. no room for interpretation exactly that's the best question you have for me that's it um that's it how many people are getting laid off at your job are you are you one of the are you one of the people that are going to still have a job uh as of this moment that's why i'm doing this podcast You're keeping <laughs> me employed <laughs> keep me viable um yeah. no nah, i mean here's the problem is that you know you you love radio you love wei yeah. you love uh the the medium of television like all these things they're still valuable things but the problem is the things that prop them up are the places that aren't making money you yeah. know the advertisers and yeah. so that's going to be the challenge um yeah so i mean baseball listen to i mean baseball is going to hit be hit too you know the contracts those guys thinking they're going to get the same contracts after this year nope i mean baseball i know it's still a billion dollar industry but when they take the kind of hit they're going to take they're, they're going to be able to lean on well we don't have the money we did so we're not going to give the money to the players as much you don't think that's going to happen oh yeah there's a there's a ripple effect for sure yeah so yeah, it is no, what it, it is it, yeah it's all going to be everything's going to be changed just everyday life yeah i mean you you could go down you you go down every occupation every business how people do things uh you know laws food industry you know schools i mean everything's going to be be changed and to be it'd be silly to think that sports is not going to be the same uh, yeah well listen yeah, you're, might, you're bringing, you're might bringing might me down contract. I want to, I mean, we, can, can you like, can you either A, can you either jump off the roof into the pool and film it or B, can your wife you go into, me not to. Can, can your wife go into labor so we can, so we can follow you guys to the hospital? No? Both of those sound horrible. <laughs> sound absolutely horrible. I can't believe you. I can't believe you just told me and my wife to have our babies early. Oh, it's, I thought you said you were a couple of weeks away. Yeah, but yes. she's at 33 weeks, so we are a couple of weeks away. But right now, I mean, it's you don't want any babies to come early. No, I know. I mean, I, I, I figured it was a couple of days. In there for as long as I can. No, 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 no. Oh, a couple right. days, I'd be fine with that. Uh, well, then we. <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's go time. Let's go. Okay, then think of that. Now that you know how to use this contraption, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> dial, dial it up. Dial it up. Yeah. We can't. So, can, can you have like Knox jump in the pool or something? He's about to ride his dirt bike in it later, that's for sure. Oh, he is? Okay. I'm going to make, make a little side ramp for him. You make... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're, we're, pretty, uh, we're pretty hectic over here. All right. Well, excellent job as always. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame. Hey, next time I'll have my shirt. Like I said, I haven't apologized to you very many times before. That might have been my first or second, but what that's my the, bad. I what, was the, what, was the, what was the first time you apologized to me? First time was the wing competition. I didn't think you'd do it, so I, I doubted you. Oh yeah, let's finish with that. Let's finish with that story. Go ahead, you tell that it. That story stinks. Come on, tell it. Go ahead. I mean, it was opening day. It was an opening day it story. Makes Perfect. Sense. Yeah, but it, but it makes sense though. You know, like when people look at you, they don't expect much. You know what I mean? So I was. It makes no, sense that I didn't expect much. It was either. all right. First, it was open because because it's opening day today as we're as we're recording this. It was opening day in Cleveland when you guys were snowed out or rained out or whatever it was. Right? Correct? Yep. Okay. 
take it from being there. Being catch in, in shorts in cold weather. Okay, that's not the I don't, story. I don't. I don't, I don't want. The, I don't want people to know that I was wrong and you were and you were right. I don't want people to know that you won at something. And well, I, I can, something. either I can tell the story or you can. I'm not telling the story. We were in the, I already admitted that I lost. Okay. I was walking. I, really I, I was walking through. I was walking through a uh, place called the Winking Lizard in Cleveland, and there was a commotion in the corner, where and you happened to be in the middle of the commotion, and you were with your cousin. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And you were with the cousin, and there was a hundred dollar bill on the end of the table, and and. <laughs> I said, what's going on here? He said, well, my cousin, we bet my cousin that he could eat. What was the type of uh, wing? Like scorpion? Oh, man. I, I'm going to yeah, get the pepper wrong, but it was their hottest wing they had. Yeah, the hottest wing they had. So, there's a, so he said, we bet my cousin that he couldn't eat five of these. Was there a time? Or just five, right? Just five. But, and he could, yeah. He wasn't. And did he do it? No. He didn't do it. He failed. So yeah, I, I said, so I said, I can do and he that. was in the coast. He's in the Coast Guard at the time, which is not insane, but he was very determined and mentally strong, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, that shows you how mentally strong and, <laughs> and, and physically tough mm-hmm. I am. Because or, I said, how, or how, how much you needed $100, I think, so was, was a during factor. So the $100 bill, and in, in case anyone questions my journalistic ethics, I, was, I took that $100 bill. I was always going to take that $100 bill and be like Robin Hood and take from the rich and give to the poor, which is the other sports writers later that night. So um, said, would you do it? And I said, sure, I'll do it. And I had figured out the key, right? It was, it was a no brainer, which is, which is you eat the, you eat the wings first. There's five of them. You eat the wings first because they had the hardest ones. And then you can cruise Mm -hmm. through like a corn on the cob with the drumsticks and, and you drink milk I remember drinking milk or something, but I did it. Yep. They, yep. A hundred bucks. That was yeah. very, that was very impressive. Yeah. So I mean, you ran a marathon, but I think that's probably more impressive than running a marathon. In total, I've taken $200 bills from you. So thank you. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. The other one was for losing 50 pounds off the yeah. pretty good. Um, the wings are harder than the 50 pounds. <laughs> it sure was. All right.